Welcome, welcome, welcome. I want to welcome you to yet another episode of the Unpopular Podcast. It's your boy Jalen, and I thank you for tuning in. Uh, last week was a was a big week in sports. Uh, we had the draft, uh, the first round of the playoffs wrapped up, and even last night, uh, yeah, last night the second round of the playoffs started. Um, and let's just start with the draft. You see, the draft. I said this in a previous podcast before, but. There's nothing like the NFL draft. The NFL draft, to me, is the only draft where majority of the play, like they cover, they covered, like like their draft picks are so important because most of the players that they draft can be instant contributors. Like look at look at this year's draft. Arizona Cardinals selected Kyler Murray number one. They expect Kyler to be ready out the gate. One, because, I mean, he was the first quarterback. He was the number one overall pick. Two, because you see they expect him for, they expect great things from him because they traded Josh Rosen to the uh, Dolphins, who was, people that don't know, who was their starting quarterback and their rookie last year. You see, nobody drafts, like, that's why, you look at great players, like you look at the Antonio Brown uh, trade when the Steelers traded him to Oakland, and you realize, damn, like they don't want like another player. All they want is draft picks, because draft picks are so important in the NFL. Not like the NBA, where maybe one or two. Players in the draft can be instant one or two or maybe three instant or players can be instant game changers like this year. If you look at the how the draft is shaping up, you have Zion who can be once in a generational player. You have John Morant. And then after that, and, and, and I'm not going to lie, I was a little high on R.J. Barrett. But looking at that, you're not really too sure what you're going to get from R.J. Barrett, you know, coming number the first year or first few years you don't really know what you're going to get from someone like nasir little or kobe white or cam reddish or you know any of the people coming out of the nba draft outside of maybe john moran and, and zion williamson nfl that's different nfl they expect those those draft picks they they covered they, like those draft picks are so important to them and like every year, we have some winners and some losers. Some people, you, <laughs> some teams use their draft picks smartly. Some teams don't. You know, it, it, it's always funny because you look at reports going into the draft. Oh, who's going to take this? Who's going to take that? Everybody has mock drafts. Everybody predicts who's going where. And it's always funny that come draft day, it's almost never like that. Maybe the first few because there there are there are clear standouts. But then after that, there's always like a a team a a, a team that always throws in a curveball. Like what the f- Either it was a great pick that nobody saw coming or a player slid 
down the draft when people thought they were going to go high. You know, that's how always how it goes. And this year was no exception. No exception. And let's talk about the first loser. Let's just get this out the way. (sighs) New York Giants. Let me ask you a question. So you have several first-round picks. I think you have about three first-round picks. You drafted, I mean, you traded to get three first-round picks. You have the sixth pick. You have the 17th pick. And you have the 30th pick, right? What are your biggest needs? What were, what are the Giants' biggest needs? Defense, quarterback, and offensive line. Preferably the quarterback position. And going into the draft, you had pretty much two quarterbacks that were head and shoulders above the rest. And then you had a couple of decent quarterbacks. You had Kyler Murray. Like I said, he went number one. There were reports that the the Cardinals might not have drafted him, but nobody really believed that. After that hype video came out for the team and Josh Rosen that wasn't on it. You had Dwayne Haskins from Ohio State. He's not a mobile quarterback, but you don't have a mobile quarterback because Eli Manning's not mobile. But he threw 50 touchdowns, you know, probably one of the best quarterbacks Ohio State has had in a while. (laughs) And who do you pick? Did you pick Drew Lott? Drew Locke? No. Did you pick Dwayne Haskins? No. You pick the worst quarterback you could have possibly picked at the sixth pick, which is Daniel Jones from Duke. You know, I talked about this before. I believe I had I had a guest on or a couple guests on and we talked about how African American quarterbacks are viewed coming into the draft, coming into the league. And how they will always find something wrong or always find a problem or a just like justification on why they sh- they shouldn't draft a black quarterback. Or at least a black quarterback high You saw this with Deshaun Watson. You saw this with Lamar Jackson. They tried to do it with Cam Newton, but he was just leaps and bounds better than anybody by a country mile. You had to pick him number one. But Daniel Jones is stats coming out of college. Is nowhere close. Nowhere close to what Dwayne Haskins did. Dwayne Haskins, like I said, threw 50 touchdowns, I believe, or 52 touchdowns, one of those two. Daniel Jones, his rookie, I mean, his uh, senior year through 22. And he averaged 
First of all, he threw. <laughs> I'm looking at it now. As a career, for an entire career in college, he threw 50 touchdowns, 52 touchdowns, I'm sorry, 29 interceptions. Threw a 59.6%, a 59.9% completion percentage and had a total of 8,201 yards. Remember, those are career, career stats. Remember I said that, career stats. Now, you you ask me, is that, are those stats worthy of a number six pick? And it's funny, when Dave Gettleman was asked, was asked, why you chose Daniel Jones the sixth? He said, I watched him in the senior bowl and three quarters showed me he was a professional. Remember I said, from his freshman year to his senior year, Daniel Jones threw a total of 52 touchdowns, right? Dwayne Haskins played two years in at Ohio State. Just two. He didn't even start his freshman year. He only played eight games his freshman year, actually. And he played 14 games his sophomore year. Dwayne Haskins finished his career at Ohio State two seasons. With 54 touchdowns, 70% percentage, completion percentage, and a combined total of 5,396 yards. And he was, (laughs) Daniel Jones was picked over him. See, I'm not, sometimes you can attest stuff to race. Sometimes you can say, you know, that's a little racist. There's no reason why. But sometimes you have to chalk it up to stupidity. That was just dumb. Not even that. You t- the Giants then turn around at 17 and pick Dexter Lawrence from Clemson. I'm not saying Dexter Lawrence is a bad player. I'm not saying that at all. Dexter Lawrence is a really solid player. You know, he's, a, I believe, a two-time NCAA champion. He was one of the cornerstones for the Clemson defense. But you... This is what you could have got. Let me, let me say a couple names after Daniel Jones that you could have got. You could have got Josh Allen. You could have got Ed Oliver. You could have got Devin Bush. Could have got Dwayne Haskins, who we'll talk about in a second. Could have got Noah Fant. Daryl Jones Jr. Shouts out to Maryland. Could have got Montez Sweat. What I'm saying is, and I said this before, when you tank, 
You have to know, and, and when you're a bad team trying to rebuild, you have to know what you're doing. There should be no reason why J- Daniel Jones was picked as the second quarterback off the board at six. When you have Dwayne Haskins, Drew Locke, other quality quarterbacks, shit. I think Will Greer is better than him. I might be pushing it, but Will Greer. And then when you asked why, you said after three quarters of a senior bowl? Scrub the whole season. Three quarters of a senior bowl and you saw a professional? Many people, reports have already come out. Many people already know that you probably picked him because... He knows the man. The Mannings know his family pretty much. But you're basing your entire the 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 future of the franchise on a relationship. What's even worse? What is even worse than that? Honestly, is that the problems that the Giants had or have? I'm sorry. The Giants. the The problem that the Giants have they had last year. And last year, the quarterbacks were better than this year. Last year, the Giants had the third, I mean, I'm sorry, the Giants had the second overall pick. And no offense to Saquon Barkley. Saquon Barkley was a, is a sensational player. But you could have picked Sam Darnold, Josh Allen, Josh Rosen. All those quarterbacks. Lamar Jackson. All those quarterbacks are better than Daniel Jones. But you pick Saquon Barkley. And again, no offense to Saquon. But. They didn't need him as much as they need a quarterback. And to say, because I remember reports were saying, you know, they're just going to wait until next year because they see some promise next year. You see promise in in, in Daniel Jones? <laughs> Giants suck, man. The Giants suck. Another loser in this draft had to be the Oakland Raiders. And I'm going to tell you why. Kellen Farrell is not a bad player at all. He's a really solid player. Actually. Neither is Josh Jacobs. Those are the two players. Josh Jacobs. Those are two of the three players that... The Raiders picked first round. The problem with Kellen Farrell is that you reached. Every mock draft had him from 15 to 25. Like I said about the Giants, you could have picked up Josh Allen, the standout Kentucky linebacker. You could have picked the defensive tackle, Ed Oliver, who going into this year before everything was settled, he was projected to be top three pick. You could have picked Rashad Gray. You could have picked Christian Wilkins. You could have picked 
Brian Burns. You reached with Kellen Farrell. You could have picked Devin White. And then twofold, you reached with Josh Jacobs. The the Raiders the 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 reason why they're reaches because you could have they would have probably been there. Kellen Farrell would would have been there to I, I believe he would have been there at twenty four, and Josh Jacobs probably would have been sitting in the second round somewhere. If I was the if I was the Raiders, I would focus solely on defense. Every pick would be defensive line or offensive line. Now, offensive line is kind of decent, but defensive line and defensive backfield because their safeties are garbage. They could have got they could have got Daryl they could have got Daryl Savage, but they reached and got Kellen Farrell. Like the Giants, man, I don't know what the hell's going on. It's it's weird. My last loser, I, I'm probably gonna have to go with the the Detroit Lions. Eric Ebron, you give up Eric Ebron, you give up on Eric Ebron, and I understand. Eric Ebron was struggling with Matt Stafford. He was struggling to get separation. He was struggling, but the the, the Lions' biggest need isn't. TJ Hookinson. A tight end. They still have pretty much no wide receivers. Their offensive line sucks. And their defense is deteriorating deteriorating by the year. And you you're for, at the eighth pick, you pick TJ Hookinson? When you could have picked Ed Oliver. Let me get to some winners because this is this is irritating me. <laughs> Just talking about stupid. Look, I'm not the smartest in a like football person. I don't live and breathe football. I don't, I could I, I could give a goddamn what happens in, on the field, but I do know stupid when I see stupid. And. I'm in this sports world with this sports podcast, so I, I I do my research. And when you have somebody sitting there like Josh Allen, Ed Oliver, Devin White, you don't go around and fucking pick Daniel Jones and TJ Hookinson or, or Kellen Farrell, who, by the way, it is a question, and I'm not saying he could be, but they were questioning who was better. On Clemson between him and Dexter Lawrence. So for my winners, <laughs> one winner, and I and I you don't understand how excited I am to say this, but one winner was the Washington Redskins. I don't know how the hell. Dwayne Haskins fell to Washington. But he did at 15. We didn't even have to trade up to get him. 
So I remember saying we should trade up to go try to get him because we need a quarterback. Yes, we have um, what's his name? Uh, Case Keenum. And Alec, we don't know what's going to happen. Well, I mean, he's probably not playing next year. But we don't know the future of Alex Smith if he'll ever play again. So we needed some stability. And I saw Dwayne Haskins. And once I started hearing reports that the Giants would probably pass on him. Now, I didn't know they were going to pass on him for goddamn Daniel Jones. But that's neither here nor there. When I saw that the Giants were going to start passing on him, I looked down. I said, all right. If the Giants pass on him, we have to at least get to at the least 10 because Cincinnati Bengals need a quarterback and Miami Dolphins need a quarterback <laughs> so it was going down going down going down you get the sense first of all when I realized he wasn't picked and I saw Cincinnati I said oh sh- Cincinnati got him and Cincinnati picks Jonah Williams I said oh snap okay well Looks like he's getting drafted 13 for Miami. Then Miami picks Christian Wilkins. I said, hold up now. Wait a second. Atlanta's 14 and they don't need a quarterback. Then they got us. Lo and behold, Atlanta picks Chris Lindstrom. I said, uh oh. Redskins, don't mess up. Don't, don't, don't mess up. Then we picked Dwayne Haskins, and I was excited. I was, I believe I was more excited than Dwayne Haskins for it looks like. And now I know Dwayne Haskins had his sights set on uh, New York, and he probably didn't want to play at home because he's from Gaithersburg. You know, that's Maryland for people that don't know. But we, we got, from what it's looking like, we have a franchise quarterback. And it didn't stop there. We messed around and got Montrez Sweat. Standout defensive end from Mississippi State at 26. And it got even. And again, Washington just kept rolling with the picks. Getting Terry McLaurin from Ohio State, one of Dwayne Haskins' favorite targets. Then they got Bryce Love, running back. We always get a running back for some reason. But we got Bryce Love. Then we got Wes Martin. Then we got Okay, I'm not talking. I'm not I'm not going. Oh, we got one Alabama player. Like I said, and people that know me, I always say this and you should know. Washington always gets an Alabama player. And they did. You see, Washington usually doesn't, usually disappoints. Except for the one year they got RG3, and we know how that turned out. They usually disappoint, or they go defense, which is smart. Our defense has been one of the top defenses in the NFL. The problem is our offense lacks so much. Defense is always out in the field, which is why you get a mountain of injuries. But the Redskins finally won an NFL draft to me. 
And another another team. I don't know how the hell they keep winning. But the Patriots getting Nikhil Harry from from Arizona. What are you doing, NFL? You know, I don't know, actually. Let me say this. I don't know if they won. Because I think because we, we automatically hear the Patriots and whoever they get. We think is just standout players because they're such great. They're such a great organization. So the, it could be a good pick. It could be a bad pick. I don't know. Right now, I'm I'm, I'm calling it a good pick just because it's the Patriots. But the last team that won has to be Pittsburgh. So you trade up to get the 10th pick, and you get Devin Bush. Devin Bush, standout Michigan linebacker. They got who they wanted. Do I think they kind of reached with him? I don't know. I don't really think so. Looking at, I mean, they could have got Rashawn Gary. You could have got Brian Burns. But Devin Bush is better than them, too. I think it was smart for them. They got exactly who they wanted. So you, you draft up. Because you don't know. You don't know who who's going to be there. So that's that's a slight little winner. Again, the NFL draft, man, it, it's important to teams because it really changes. The, the NFL draft is, again, unlike any other draft because most of the players that are selected, especially in the first three rounds, they expect instant Instant contributions. So we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. I think I think I know what we're gonna get from the Giants, though. I'm just saying. Before we um, before we talk about the NBA playoffs. So for people that don't know, Tyreek Hill. Ran into some legal problems. Well, he's done it. He's done multiple times, but ran into some legal problems over the past month or so. About his three-year-old son was pretty much found with a broken arm. And they were saying it was Tyreek Hill. Um, last week, a recording came out his his girlfriend or ex girlfriend or baby 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 the mother of his child was secretly recording their conversation and while he didn't he didn't admit to it he didn't really uh plead innocence either he was like you know you should be scared of me too be and this, that, and the third, and apparently uh, every time Kareem Hunt's child was crying, Kareem would tell him to, I mean, not Kareem Hunt, I'm sorry, Tyreek Hill, every time Tyreek Kill's uh, son would cry, he'd tell him to open up his arms and he'd hit him in the chest, and this isn't the first time Tyreek Hill has run into legal problems. Before the draft, Tyreek Hill 
and his now baby mother were caught in a fight where or caught in a situation where she claimed he strangled her and beat her or punched her in her stomach while she was pregnant. This was before the draft. And that's why he fell to the fifth round to Kansas City. The cops were called twice on Tyree Kill in March of last of this year. And well, again, we do, we don't know if he did it or not. But the evidence is 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 mounting. And I wanted to talk about this cuz this this kind of went with the Ruben Foster situation. If you're a good player or a Kareem Hunt situation, if you're a good player and you contribute to the team, the NFL doesn't care what you do. Well, yeah, you're gonna be probably suspended from a team. You might get on the 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 commissioner's exempt list for like a year or two, but you're gonna get back on the team. The NFL doesn't care not nothing about no victims. They don't care not nothing about morality moralities. They don't care about that. They care about who is going to put viewers in seats and what teams get viewers. Winning teams. Tyreek Kareem Tyreek Hill, I'm sorry. Tyreek Hill is a hell of a player. But there should, you have to draw the line. You know, you have to, there should be no reason why somebody. Again, I'm not saying that he did. I'm not saying that he didn't. What I'm saying is the evidence is pretty much a mountain high towards or against Tyreek Hill. In the, the video that came out, he wasn't absolving anything. In fact, it made him look worse. Not only did it make him look like a child abuser, it made him look like a woman beater, which, like I said before, has happened, which is why he fell to the fifth round in college. So how do you think it is once you make money? The NFL has to draw the line, man. They have to get to a point where sometimes your talent shouldn't sometimes your talent has to or or shouldn't exceed the crime why do you think think about it you think ray rice the reason why ray rice really never got a shot against because he was washed up at the time if ray rice was breaking records and if he was one of the top robbers do you think he wouldn't get another chance especially after the video came out you think he wouldn't have got another chance? Look at Reuben Foster. Multiple times he's been called for domestic violence issues. Multiple times he gets off. And multiple times he gets another shot. You know, sometimes, like I said, you have to draw a, a, a line in the sand about what you will and will not tolerate. The NFL doesn't give a goddamn about no victims. They just care about the bottom line. 
How are we going to get fans and seats by winning? How do we win? Get the best players possible. Tyreek Hill is one of the best punt returners slash running backs slash receivers in the league. Hell yes, he's he's getting yeah, he might have got suspended from team activities for the Chiefs, but even if the Chiefs drop him, he's getting picked up probably the same day, if not the next day. It's 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 a it's a cold world, but but we're seeing how how they really view things, you know. It it sucks, man. It it really sucks. But that's how it be in these NFL streets. Um, before we is there anything else? Uh, Big Ben got the extension. They're they're pretty much completely behind their quarterback. I mean, why wouldn't you at this point? You've you've defended him any other time. Marshawn Lynch is retiring. Shouts out to Marshawn. Shouts out to Beast Mode. One of the best running backs to ever play. One of the most physical running backs and one of the most realist running backs. They kept it 100 all the time. Shouts out to Marshawn. Um, Doug Baldwin might have to retire due to injuries. And that sucks. That's why players like Earl Thomas and Le'Veon Bell had their stance because they want to they they want to be guaranteed they they don't want to put their bodies and their careers on the line just to be franchise tags so if they do get hurt you can drop them and not and and the owners don't lose a don't don't have to pay them which pretty much you're putting your body on the line for an owner and for a team when they won't do the same for you so it, it sucks when you see players like doug baldwin that might have to retire due to injury and there still aren't fully guaranteed contracts. I, I get why, but I also understand that these people, the NFL is the most brutal sport. Don't you think if you would draw more, want to, if it's guaranteed? And, and I know you'll get some people to try to, all right, try to abuse the system. You know, all right, uh, because my money is guaranteed, I don't have to go hard. But it's still NFL. You you talk to 90% of the players, they love the game. And I think they love it better if they knew that, yeah, one hit could end my career, but at least the NFL cares about me enough to watch out for me. So, there's that. Um... Let's let's get to the NBA, I guess. We all know about Dame's big shot beating um, OKC. Dame hit the huge shot on Paul George, and they moved on. They advanced. And we look now, it's crazy the narrative that came out of that series. Going into the series, while Portland was still the third seed and OKC was the sixth, we look at the history or the recent history on both teams. Russ averaged, as in Russell Westbrook, averaged a triple-double 
last three years. One of the most athletic point guards we've ever seen. One of the most fiery point guards we've ever seen. He's, he's a freak of nature. And yet, ever since Kevin Durant left, he hasn't made out the first round. And, and it's not just making out the first round. It's how he lost. The first year, they lost to a Rockets team that aren't the Rockets team that we see today. Next year, they lost to Utah led by a rookie. This year, they lose to a Portland team where on paper, OKC is a lot better and Portland lost their third best player in Yosef Nurkic. And they still lose. So the narrative was, is Russell Westbrook, can Russell Westbrook lead a team to a championship? Then you look on the other side. The last two years, Portland was swept. And of course, we kind of understand the first year because they went up against Golden State. But this last year, there was no, first of all, they were the three seed going against the six seed. There was no reason why they should have been swept to a Pelicans team led by Anthony Davis, who, and, uh, and there's no slight to Anthony Davis or Drew Holiday. That's pretty much all they had. And they got swept. So there was. There was who one team is going to prevail. One team's going to pretty much choke. Who is it going to be that those were the storylines or can Dame lead your team to 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 a playoff to playoff series win? Can Russell Westbrook get out the first round without Kevin Durant? Now that you have Paul George. And as we saw. Russell Westbrook played right into his narrative. He's going to give you stats. But he's not going to win. Now, yes, we can contribute it to a contributing factor was Paul George's shoulders, his shoulder injury. Paul George was still hooping. Russell Westbrook is a great player, right? It's just his decision making in, in, in big moments. Like, what are you doing? Paul George is hot one game. Like, on fire. I think he has like 36 points. And he doesn't touch the ball the last two minutes of the game because Russ just wants to start jacking. In my opinion, Russ cannot be your number one option on a championship team because he's so yes he's fire yes he's athletic yes he he plays with such an aggression but he doesn't know how to turn it off you have to understand the flow of the game you can't just go 100 miles an hour the whole game yes you might not get tired but your brain is going to make major mistakes not to mention Russell Westbrook can't shoot Yet he still continues to shoot. I, I don't get it, man. And now, this is the third year in a the row, they are at home. So, there's that. <laughs> and now Dame is on his way to go against the Denver Nuggets. We don't really have to talk about too many other um, playoff series. The Clippers won two games. I didn't expect them to win a game, but Lou Williams was hooping, 
And Golden State to me was looking past them to the next round to see Houston. Uh, not to mention Curry twisted an ankle again, as well as Clay Thompson. But they did play Game One last night. So let's just I'm gonna give my predictions about this round. So last night, well, we've already seen the the Raptors pretty much destroy Philly. I actually, and I, and I said this, I don't, I, I did say this here, that I had the Raptors making it to the play. I mean, making it to the NBA Finals. So of course, I have the Raptors winning that series in six games. Milwaukee got destroyed by Boston. They 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 locked. Now of course this was last or uh, yesterday uh, afternoon. They locked Giannis completely down, and they stayed home on shooters. Yet I still think Milwaukee will win this series in six, seven games. Portland is going against Denver. I have Portland in that series. I think the combination of Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum is too much for Jokic and Harris and those boys. And Murray. I have Portland in six. And you have the big one. Golden State and Houston. Now, we saw yesterday there was fouls on or no cause or no no cause on top of no cause that people complain about. But you still got to make shots. And Golden State made more shots than Houston and took game one. I believe it was 100 to 104. And the crazy part is both teams played garbage. Houston can barely hit a three. Golden State could barely hit a three. Golden State continued to turn the ball over. And it wasn't like it was lockup defense. No, they were just being careless. Running into, trying to split the defense. Running into double teams. Uh, jump, jump passes. Um, just being lackadaisical with it. Curry didn't have a great game. Curry had five fouls. I think KD had five fouls. P.J. Tucker had five fouls. CP3 got tossed. Both teams played garbage, but Golden State won. And I think Golden State will win this series in five five games. Yeah, I'll go out of limb five games. Those are, those are my predictions. Those, uh... We one thing I want to do, I guess, is I'll do the X factor for each. Like it can't be a star, but the X factor for each series, each team. Uh, the X factor for Golden, since we just talked about it, Golden State to me is Andre Iguodala. If you can't slow down. James Harden or if you can't hit wide open shots which you're gonna get 
That's that's Golden State's playing with one arm behind their back. Yes, they have four All Stars playing right now. It would be five if Demarcus Cousins was playing, and Demarcus Cousins is a huge factor that's out. But it has to be Andre Iguodala because Sean Livingston isn't really playing that well. It looks like he's hit the wall, so it has to be Andre Iguodala. And we saw last year once Andre Iguodala was injured and got out the the series. Houston went on that run until Chris Paul got hurt. For Houston, it's, it's P.J. Tucker. You got to slow. It, it, it's damn near impossible, but you have to try to slow down KD. Because if you don't, then it's, it's going to be a long night for you, my friend. I promise you that. And P.J. Tucker, to me, is probably the only defender on that, except maybe Chris Paul, the only defender that can really go you know go toe to toe with Katie not saying like bucket for bucket or or on the same skill level but PJ Tucker defensively is almost as good as KD offensively in the Portland and Nuggets series for Portland it has to me is Alfaruk Aminu Alfaruqamina was the unsung hero of the first series, and he has to be next. He has to be the second, like for for next round, because outside of Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum, somebody has to score, and it's gonna have to be Alfaruqamina. For Denver, to me, it has to be Gary Harris. Uh, I guess that he's one of their stars. Well, it can't because he played like he played like shit last uh, first round, so he has to st- he has to be better. It can't just be Jokic and Jamal Murray. He, Gary Harris has to come with with it this series because we know what saying CJ and Dame's gonna do. Gary Harris and Jamal Murray have to at least match that or try to keep pace for the. Toronto and Philly series for Toronto. Hmm. Pascal Siakam is uh, is Danny Green. Danny Green's going to be big on trying to slow down Jimmy Butler. And if Danny Green comes with his championship pedigree, comes with making clutch shots, Toronto should win that series easily. I'm not going to say easily. That's disrespectful. Should win that series. On the contrary, J.J. Redick for Philly. J.J. Redick's their only consistent three-point shooter. The only one on the team. Maybe you can throw in Tobias Harris, but J.J. Redick is the only one. If he's not hitting shots, if he's struggling, the team is struggling. And for Milwaukee and Boston, for Boston, I'm going to say Jalen Brown. No, I'm going to say Al Horford because Al Horford has the task of trying to slow down Giannis. And he did a really good job the first game. Let's see how long that's going to last. Giannis is more than likely going to be the MVP, so we'll see how long that lasts. And for 
Milwaukee. It has to be Eric Bledsoe. Eric Bledsoe has to at least match. He, he can't match. Has to at least be close to the input that Kyrie Leonard. Kyrie Leonard. What the hell? <laughs> Kyrie Irving's going to give. If he doesn't, it's going to be like he didn't on uh, yesterday. It's going to be a quick series. And Boston will win. Because Boston's still the deeper team. And has the most experience. So, those are my X factors that aren't stars for the for every series. And before we go to the unpopular topic of the week, um, I just want to say rest in peace to John Havlicek. Uh, he was one of the greatest Celtics to ever ever play, one of the greatest players to ever, play, or one of the most decorated. Let's say one of the most decorated players to ever play. He was. A staple. Everybody in the NBA knew and respected his legacy, and it's unfortunate that he passed. I believe he passed from a pretty much giving into his fight with cancer. So, rest in peace to John Havlicek, one of the greatest Boston Celtics or Celtic to ever play. So with that being said, let's get to the unpopular topic of the week. Welcome to the unpopular opinions. Unpopular opinions. Have unpopular opinions. Unpopular opinions. Okay, so what's an unpopular opinion? Unpopular opinions. To utter such blasphemy. He's got the nerve, the audacity, the unmitigated goal to echo such blasphemous nonsense. Just blasphemy. So the Capitals lost. And it sucks because they're coming off of winning the Stanley Cup last year. Most of the team returned except for the coach. Or most of the important players returned. And I thought they had another run in them. Now, I remember saying last episode that losing TJ Oshie was huge. But I thought they could at least make it out the first round. And... It, it it brought it brought to my mind a topic that I wanted to discuss, and it was a topic that I didn't want to discuss by myself, and it was about DC sports in general. And there was an article I ran across that in 2012, DC sports had a superstar in every sport, whether we had John Wall, a young John Wall. Alex Ovechkin, we had Bryce Harper, and we had RG3 before the injury. And and DC Sports looked promising. And this was a topic that I wanted this was a topic that I wanted to talk about with other people. So what I did was I brought my man Jarrell. He is one half of the Thousand Jumpers podcast. I've had them on before. And I wanted to talk to my man Rob and Dane. They are the they are the co-hosts of the District Live Sports podcast. Of course, all three of our podcasts we're, we're all pretty much based out of the D.C. Maryland Virginia area, and I wanted to talk to them about 
DC sports and where we are today compared to where we were in 2012. And here you go. I came across an article and it really got me thinking because, I mean, we all lived it pretty much. And we're, we're still living it. In 2012, Washington, D.C., every major sport, whether that was baseball, basketball, and hockey, uh, for people that don't know, that's the Capitals, that's the Nationals, that's the Redskins, and that's the Wizards. Each team had a superstar. Wizards had John Wall, a young John Wall at that. Redskins had an electric RG3. Nationals had Bryce Harper hitting bombs out the park. And we had, in Capitals had Alex Ovechkin. And you look up today, 2019, and we only have one championship out of that, and that's the Capitals. Mm-hmm. So this hurt me more than anything because, and I'm pretty sure you guys, being from the DMV, know how hard we have to root and 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 up our team because I'm, damn near everyone's against us. You know what I mean? And it's like when you have superstars at every on every at least a superstar on every team, it's hard to look up what, seven years later and look and say, damn, like, out of that, we only have one championship? And it's because of hockey? <laughs> Crazy, right? <laughs> so, every year, oh, it's the, it's the Redskins year, it's the Redskins year, every year, Wizards gonna make a, make some noise every year. We have Bryce Harper, I mean, how, how can we not make, and, and how can we not make it to the World Series? And every year, it's like, well, well maybe next year. So, Jarrell, how, how is it that we look up today, in your opinion, how is it that we look up today and we only have one championship out of, like I said, in 2012, we had superstars on, on, on every team? Um, we didn't seize the moment. Like, to have um, young prodigies arguably future faces of the league at in every team in one city that's that's unprecedented um but a lot of things took place a lot of unforeseen things i mean we saw a lot of glimpses but if if you would ask me in 2012 who would be the team to win a championship i mean the caps would have been the team that you would have thought but you wouldn't have you wouldn't have thought that it would be um, this year, like this past year, they would finally get over the hump. Like everyone choked. I mean, let's break it down, right? Bryce Harper is baseball's LeBron. Not necessarily talent-wise, but hype. You're on the cover of Sports Illustrated at 16? 16, yeah. That's 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 God-given. You're hitting home runs further than Alex Rodriguez. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And So we're thinking... We got a, a Hall of Fame player. He's going to take us to the promised land, right? Yeah. RG3, in, in my lifetime, that's the greatest sporting year I've ever been a part of. And I wasn't even in the DMV to really experience it. I was at school. Hold, hold, hold that thought. Dame, to me, this 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 all started. The Jarrell pretty much said we choked it away. And he was to me, he's absolutely right. This all started when RG3 could not... 
slide. And we are beating the Seahawks in the wild card game. 14-0. 14-0. And then RG3 gets hurt. And I and, and I felt I say, you know what? It's cool. It's cool. He he's he walking off on his own power. He's straight. He's gonna come back. <sighs> that that wasn't the case. And and I felt ever since then, it's just been a trickle effect of all right, so RG3 continues to get hurt. John Wall starts to get hurt. Alex Ovechkin, while he's still in his prime, the team around him, they're not really putting solid pieces around him. Exactly. It's Bryce Harper. Bryce Harper, they're putting the pieces around them. But that, to me, the Nationals are the biggest choke artist of the, of the four teams. Because <laughs> the, Nationals, the yeah. Nationals have, been, have, have had the team since at least 2012. You know, with Scherzer, they had Strasburg, they had Murray uh, or Murphy, but they just they just lose it. They're pretty much the Tampa Bay Lightning right now. Like they're they're always <laughs> dominant in the regular season. Oh no, they're the Raptors. They're dominant in the regular season and they just fall apart. So Dane exactly. or Rob, I, to me, I feel like this all started. <laughs> this all this shit started with RG three not knowing how to slide. Now I'm not putting the blame on him. But I talked to somebody, and, and, and we pretty much know being in D.C., we all hear about the, the Washington Redskins curse. Now, all of this not on RG3, but when you pick up RG3 in the draft, along with Kirk Cousins, you can't, you got to know how to slide, my G. Like, come mm-hmm. on. Of course. And, 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 and what, what, what y'all think, man? Am I, am I, am I just, am I, am I tripping? <laughs> you want to go nah. with uh, I mean, it, 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 uh, I'll go first. I'll go first. <laughs> you're not tripping. You, 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 you definitely right. You're not tripping at all. It's something that I think I've been referring to since like me and Rob's earlier podcast shows. It's just the. It's not just the Redskins. It's the DC sports curse. That thing has been. I don't know what it is. I don't know how it started, why it started, but it just follows every DC team. We can, until the Capitals were the first to, like, break out of it. Mm -hmm. Because even when we had good seasons, went to the playoffs, we could not get out of either the first or second round of the playoffs. It was like, hey, we had a good season. We made it. Woo. I called game. I called game. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) We had that. And next thing you know, we sitting at home just like everybody else. Yeah. And sometimes it's not a bad thing. I mean, it's not a, a bad thing, but it's also not a good thing. Um, something that I noticed with ownership wise with the team. Yeah. Oh yeah. Big a owner. lot of a lot of change does not happen immediately. Ernie fucking. You know Grunfield. what I'm saying? Like, yeah, Ernie, Ernie Grunfield. He just got fired. And he's been here for what, like sixteen years? Yep. Yeah. So that's one problem. You got the same general manager in there for sixteen years, and you probably done since I started being a fan of the Wizards, they switched like maybe what, like four or five head coaches. And the last time I was, I started, I remember started watching the Wizards when they had Eddie Jordan. Eddie right. Jordan. Yeah. Man. And then after, you know, and by that time they done switched like four different coaches, but you still had the same general manager. Mm-hmm. That. That's a problem there. Same thing with the Redskins. They had a problem with, right now, we still got a problem with Bruce Allen. I mean, right now, 
he seems like he's doing okay now. Like he's doing better, but before when that, have, when you have Daniel Snyder buying yachts and he lives in D.C., like, <laughs> like where exactly. are you? Where are you? Where are you putting the yacht in the Potomac? Like, He's spending he's spending a hundred million on that when a hundred million can be going towards a new stadium because FedEx is not top notch at all. Yeah. FedEx is I mean, but terrible. What's up, Drew? No, I was gonna say if we're gonna talk Daniel Snyder, like, and and he's done a lot of wrong, but you gotta look at it like this. Where are is everyone here a Redskin fan? Of course. Um, All right. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> if I was a billionaire, right, mm-hmm. and I got to own my favorite football team, I'm going to do everything in my power to win. And by doing that, I'm going to make a lot of wild moves. But at least you know, he's trying. I'm glad you said that, bro, because what what I think since since we'll break it down, I didn't know we were going to I didn't want to go here because it hurts my heart, but this is Daniel Snyder's problem to me. My problem is he doesn't look at the talent at the time. He looks at the name. He looks Ooh. at, okay, so yeah. I'm looking at, damn, we know Donovan McNabb was a great player or a really good player in Philly. I'm not looking at, okay, he's damn near 40 years old. He's coming off a major injury. I'm going to get him now. Boom. It turns out it doesn't work. Now we're over here like, how does he not work? Not, not thinking not realizing the nigga's almost 40. We look at Albert Hainsworth. We don't look at, okay, well, he his prospect is good, but there's a reason why he's seven years in and teams aren't trying to re- re-sign him. Yeah, uh, that's debatable, my friend. It's debatable, but you have to, like, think about it. He, he, he was the, the highly touted, like, prospect of that whole free agency class. Correct. Right player, wrong amount of money. So you, you got wrong of, scheme, and then I I, I do That's realize it. that, but I also realize I also because I did some research about this. There was only two teams that were bidding for him, which was us and the team he was on. So if he, yes, I understand he was he's like the the top talent of that of that free agency, but you're telling me that we're the only ones in the team that he's on wants him. Like <laughs> I, what I'm saying is Daniel Snyder. He looks at the talent. The only, to be honest, the only one that he he kind of got saved with was Adrian Peterson. I didn't. I was looking but at Adrian that Peterson. wasn't a Daniel Snyder move. No, nope. the, the was, last was, great uh, Daniel Snyder move would be like London worse. Fletcher. That's the last great Daniel yeah. Snyder move. Yeah, no, that sounds about right. <laughs> and look at and 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 I'm glad you brought Daniel Fletcher up. Look at look at our team and and what. Have we been saying for the past six years has been wrong with the Redskins? They don't have a their quarterback situation straight. B, they're 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 we pick we pick solid wide receivers by name, but where the hell is Dotson? Where the hell is any other wide receivers that we've had? Um, our defense we have a solid front line, but outside of Kerrigan, it's it's a little sketchy. It's a little sketchy. And we we gave Josh Norman so much money. I keep saying that. And the only time I see Josh Norman is when I cannot find the remote to turn off them stupid ass Eastern Motors commercials. <laughs> and and when he won Dancing with the Stars. So what I'm saying is, Daniel Snyder swings for the fences, but he's swinging with a 1925 bat. We and and and, and to me. 
the biggest problem, and, and tell me if I'm wrong, you guys, but the biggest problem is with all the sports is that we look at D.C., and we look at D.C. as being where it's supposed to be a top market, like a, a big time market for people. I mean, you got high exposure with the Capitol, um, with with the White House being here. I mean, it's, it's, it's fucking D.C. But when we look at the, the talent, except for, of course, the Capitals and the Nationals, when we look at the talent that we put on the floor for the Wizards and the field for the Redskins, people don't want to come here. And because of that, we have to sh- we have to sell low pretty much. We have to go for the Adrian Petersons when he's one step out the door pretty much. We have to go for the Donovan McNabs. I mean, the best thing that we did, like you said, was London Fletcher and Clinton Porters for like a season or two before he started doing clown shit on Fox Five. So, it, Rob, like like, <laughs> am I wrong for thinking that? We think we we look at DC as supposed to be a major market, but I don't think athletes are really looking at us as a major market. I mean, it's hard uh, for outside athletes to, to look at DC as a market team. I mean, with everything just is going on in the city with itself. I mean, with the crazy headlines with the uh, drama that the Redskins hold. Uh, I mean, we can go back to the previous season that just ended with the Washington Wizards with the. Uh, the John Wall uh, circus with the Rose Bar and the Dwight Howard's, uh, you know, little hernia injury. I mean, just by with um, everything just being like a whole ruckus, um, it's just harder for an athlete to see this place as an attractive uh, place. And, and I'm not going to say uh, DC is not an attractive place. I mean, it, it is the capital at the end of the day. You know, it ha- holds a, a lot of uh, title into it, a lot of revenue and things like that. But it's just not an appealing place as of so far because looking at the franchise besides the Capitals, I mean, it's really nothing um, positive looking forward in, in the future for, for these teams. I mean, it's, it's really hard for these um, other younger players or, or anybody else to really invest in their time to even want to play for Washington. I mean, unless you're like Landon Collins that you've always wished to be like somebody else growing up, like Sean Taylor. And- Man, hold up. Before before we go for it, I hate that shit. There ain't no way in hell. Like, I hate when they do that. Like, they'll dra- you'll, you'll shit me off to the Clippers. Oh, man, I, I was always a Chris Paul fan. I've always wanted to be. Nah. That is, that is bullshit. But what we no, saying, it, it's not BS because in the draft, remember, when we drafted uh, Sheriff, Mm-hmm. He wanted to come here. Like I was one. I was like, "Yo, let's get Landon Collins." And then Landon Collins was like, "I grew up a Redskins fan." So I'm like, "Hey guys, mm-hmm. we got a top ten pick. He's a top ten pick. We need a safety. Let's pull that trigger. If we don't, we get a, a all pro and Brandon Sheriff. And you know, the Lord kind of blessed us a little bit. Well, you know, yeah, all, if, if they don't play for Alabama, we don't want them apparently. <laughs> I mean, Alabama now is like what the U or Florida State was in the '90s. You yeah. want the school where or USC in early 2000s. You want like if everyone's coming there, I want them. They're good for a reason. True, true, true. So, and and, and Jarrell, you can kind of attest to this. It, I, when I say to me, and, and and Rob, you kind of you kind of uh, hit on it. There's so much happening in DC all the time. That's a lot happening, man. And. I went to I don't know if you went Jarrell, but I went to the last uh, the last time Wizards in the playoff we played the Celtics. I went to a home game and we didn't even sell out. In fact, 
It was a lot of fucking seats left. So I'm like, yo, this is what they're talking about when we say that. I don't. I think because there's so much going on, we can't be a major market, and 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 teams know they're not going to be like the center of attention. Wash like the 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 thing that OKC has. While it's a small market, the Thunder is all they have.
There you go, man. Uh, it as you as you can see, Washington. It, I don't believe in curses. I remember I, I put that as a title of one of my, um, one of my episodes. But hey, man, <laughs> Washington. It's just a lot that goes on here. It really is a lot of bad stuff, negative. Whether that's bad ownership, bad contracts, bad situations just a lot of bad but i usually do the game of the week and uh i mean you know what let's do uh let's let's get to the game of the week game blouses i call game expect the game it's game time it's the game of the week so my game of the week is going to be tomorrow night or tonight tonight and in about an hour and a half actually which is portland and denver both of these teams strengths are contrast to each other portland's strength is of course their backcourt Denver's strength is Jokic in the front court. Your best player for Portland is Damian Lillard, a guard. Your best player for Denver is Jokic, a center. And both of these teams have something to prove. Denver, are they, you know, they just squeaked by the Spurs in a game seven? Was it a flu? Because, you know, the Spurs are probably the best team that you want to face outside of maybe Detroit. And Portland just beat a team that even though they were ranked higher than, a lot of people had them losing to, which was Golden, I mean, OKC. But are they still on that high or was it just a fluke? There's a lot of storylines and a lot of compelling things that goes into this and i would love to see this is one of the outside of of course golden state and houston this is all all the second round matchups are intriguing but this one has a lot of storylines that a lot of people aren't talking about of course i could go with golden state and, and houston game two but no i wanted to go with the game that's happening in about an hour which is portland against denver and there you have it, guys. Man, I want to thank you guys. This is the longest episode I've ever had. So for people that are still here rocking with me, man, I appreciate it. Uh, for people that are still listening at this time, I do appreciate it. This is the Unpopular Podcast. It's your boy, Jalen. And I'm trying to tell y'all, man, I am so close bringing the visuals back to YouTube. Don't think I'm not working on it. Don't think I forgot about it. Don't think I'm just putting it to the side. Trust me, every day I'm working to get these visuals back. I built a set. I'm, I'm coming correct about this. I truly am. I promise you that. But again, this is the Unpopular Podcast. I appreciate you listening. I appreciate Jarrell for coming on. I appreciate Dane for coming on. I appreciate Rob for coming on. Go check them out. Of course, that's the district live sports podcast that is a thousand jumpers podcast i'll leave all their 
links to social media to the podcast in the description below. This is the Unpopular Podcast. It's your boy Jalen, and until next time, much love. Ocean views, small circle, it's a chosen few. I wrote it down and I followed through. I bought a pound and we rode the few. I talk shit, but she know it's true. Ocean views, small circle, it's a chosen few. I wrote it down and I followed through. I bought a pound and we rode the few. I talk shit, but she know it's true. Blessings, bitches in my section. Yo, with all this money, I'm obsessive. Weapon, turning off y'all extras, turning off this bullshit direction. Turning up my grind, waking up to more pressure. But it's all in your mind, so I never feel pressure. Knew it's all in due time, now I'm running stacking like Tetris. Hustle hard is my message, then double back and get extras. No, I spaz when I catch it. Yellow bone, white Lexus, all black tint, two white cuffs, fat gold chains, bright Texas. I'm just young and I'm reckless. I'm just on for my section. I'm just out on top speed with my top down and I'm revving. I don't know about hell, I don't know about heaven All I know is about right now and this lifestyle is interesting Ice down in my session, I just write down his confessions Niggas died and got life around me, I guess that I'm an exception Bless ocean views, small circle, it's a chosen few I wrote it down and I followed through I bought a pound and we rode the few I talk shit but she know it's true Ocean views, small circle, it's a chosen few I wrote it down and I followed through I bought a pound and we rode the few I talk shit but she know it's true Look, I'm in these streets with my chewing on And my beers with my music on Old friends like we chewing on Shit, I've been on my grind, I ain't usually home Focused, I ain't using phones Lately I've been using songs To get my point across, why niggas around me lose it all but that's your corner toss, I guess I always knew the ball And that's just where we vaults, I'm cracking cause I do my job Look, from fucking hood rats to fucking stars Spending all cash to sliding cards It's the definition of living large Smoking top flight in the biggest cars Told you won't eight, this shit was ours Getting this cake, yeah, nigga, then getting more Look at this world, young nigga, this really yours Nigga, this really mine, my niggas is really for it Them buildings is really high, them cars is really foreign And all I see is ocean views, small circle, it's a chosen few I wrote it down and I followed through I bought a pound and we rode the few I talk shit, but she know it's true Ocean views, small circle, it's a chosen few I wrote it down and I followed through I bought a pound and we rode the few I talk shit, but she know it's true Yeah, early morning off that flight though We gon' go hard, then get right, bro It seems simple, that's not life though Ten years later, I'm alright though Look, these niggas act like they don't like though They be mad cause niggas shine bright though Look, I got a Ruger and a Brightco But I'ma let you pick which way tonight go I got my dough right, plus the right dough I mean it's legal, pay taxes to them white folks My procedures stay cracking till my light's low And when I die, blue rag around my right folk Hundred thousand in my coffin, that's just light though Playing Stevie Wonder song, smoke some flight bro Crack a pint of act, then pour it in some Sprite bro Until that day, I'm walking towards in my sights though Cause all I see is ocean views